at home, and I'm sorry that I'm eating at the beginning of the show, but I had to finish that uh, pizza. I'm and you talk about me with the ASMR. I'm sorry. Hold on. We'll start the show in one second. Mm. All right. I want to world premiere something for you. Ooh, world premiere. Is it going to be the pizza that's in your mouth? No, I'm done with that. Okay. All right. Let's do this. World, world premiere. 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 Oh, that sounded solid. World, World premiere. premiere. All right. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. What'd you think? I don't. Five stars. Five stars. Don't. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Right back at you, brother. Um, I feel like I'm in a 70s poppy pop culture. It'll grow on you. Let's do it again. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Right back at you, Holman. Okay, explain yourself. I've well, been asking for months. We've been getting a lot of five-star reviews. Okay. We thank you guys very, very much for giving the Truck Show Podcast five-star ratings at the uh, Apple Podcast app or whatever the hell they're calling it these days. <laughs> um, so when you read those reviews, yes. sometimes in the show, I'm always scrambling for a jingle and never have one. So I got a bunch of voices together, and uh, and they sang... Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. Five, 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 five. Stars. stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Where did you find all that? <laughs> did you randomly sample people? Was I, there some I'm weird not going to tell you where I make my magic. I mean, it is magic. It is magic. It, feel, it feels like some voodoo with like a, a one of those dolls where you push no, bins I into know it, it's but... growing on you. I know it's growing on you. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Five. 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 Stars. stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Ah, I mean, Feels good, doesn't it? It's getting there. What? Well, maybe one more time. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five right. stars. Right back at you, brother. Oh, I missed oh, it. No, uh, I haven't heard it enough. One more time. <laughs> no, I, they're gonna. They're not even gonna make. They're gonna like 15 seconds skip ahead. I don't want to. That's okay. Do that. That's the beauty of podcasting. No, everybody wants to hear it one more time, like no. I do. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Right. Ah, right back at you, buddy. Brother. Oh, I messed up. Brother, not buddy. Well, this show's buddy, not brother. Oh yeah. Um, well, I didn't make that up. I I found that. I'm sure that's you from did. a Saturday Night Live skit. No, don't tell people where they. Came I mean, I, I made copyright that. monsters will come oh, after no, us. No, they won't. Um. Okay. I mean. Yeah. So it's 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 like our other jingles. They <laughs> have to grow on us as much as they have to grow on you guys. Dude, hey, that was painful. I, I mean, don't think it was painful as much as it was. Um, Weirdly satisfying. <laughs> That's like our show, Weirdly Satisfying. That's a great... Hey, don't steal our new podcast name when Motor Trend fires us. Our slug line? Oh, wait, you're saying... <laughs> our new show. You're, that's the name of the show? No, weirdly Satisfying. Or is it Oddly Satisfying? Oh, odd, no, it's weird. Weirdly? It's definitely weirdly weird. Weirdly Satisfying. Uh, you know what's not Oddly Satisfying, but also is five stars, is uh, Nissan Trucks. How about the uh, the Frontier? 
Yes, love it. The NV line of commercial vans. Which I want to lift and take off-road, because it'd be awesome. <laughs> the uh, Nissan Titan. Yes. The Nissan Titan XD. Which, by the way, I stole a uh, one of our customers at work. Yeah, a, how uh, was that, by the way? It was great. Did he, you void the five-year, 100,000-mile warranty? I may have voided some other things that I can't talk about. Oh. Was the customer able to get the stench out of it from all the tacos how and chili? dare you? I don't eat in other people's cars. Ever. Eating in my car. Because you're eating in your car. But I wouldn't do that... Alone well, in someone's car. Well, you think that's car. an invitation no, to eat in my car? Defiling someone's vehicle? Hmm. Like, no, I, I would never do that. Honestly, I would never eat in in a borrowed vehicle. All right. Unless it's a rental, that's different, right? Good to know. Okay, well, if Lightning's been in your vehicle lately and has defiled it by eating tacos <laughs> and uh, chili dogs, uh, head on down to your Nissan dealer where you can uh, trade whatever that horrible. Uh, Abomination of a vehicle is in for a sturdy, dependable, reliable, awesome Nissan Titan XD or Nissan NV line of commercial vans or head over to NissanUSA.com. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Damn oh, it. You, you stopped me at the wrong time. I'm going to get the timing right. All right. Not, I'm not going to play it again. It's funny because on other jingles, I'm good on the timing. This mm-hmm. one, I no, am not, not this one. even close. Not so much. Why? What did you do that makes my brain skip a, a, a what is it, a uh, music when there's like a, a bar or something? Yeah, well, this is, a, I don't know. I feel like this is like a paradiddle. A paradiddle? Yeah. You know what a paradiddle is? I, I have For those to drummers out there, like, yeah, good reference, bro. All right, well, paradiddle to your mama. No, a paradiddle is this. Can you drum? That's a paradiddle. I could in high school. <laughs> that was, if somebody uh, handed you drumsticks years a drum kit now, could you do it? Uh, very poorly. Okay. I would just make noise. I have no rhythm. It's it's fine. No, I have great rhythm. I just I can't, uh, can't do it anymore. You know what makes a great drum? A decked system. Why would you use that as a drum when you could use it to organize all the crap floating uh, around in your bed? Because when you were inside with Greg from Decked, uh-huh. when we were at that place doing that thing, thing that we can't talk about, still? I was I was knocking on the the uh, the top of the deck system. Yeah. as I would take the drawer in and out uh-huh. and change it like a like a uh, uh, accordion, and like an accordion, go Why don't we have a video of that? Because uh, the video crew was with you. Oh, at the time. it sounds like that would be uh, something great to post on at Truck Show Podcast on uh, Instagram. It would have been embarrassing. I'll tell you that. Well, what isn't? On Most there? of what I do is embarrassing <laughs> for you or me, <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> this is a great episode number one forty nine. Dan Torino, VP of Carly Suspension. Why Carly? Because you guys have asked for it. Also, we're going to get to your five-star hotline call, 657-205-6105, and we're going to check in with Stanley, who I met at a- Wait, wait, wait. Stan Lee? I thought he was. Uh, thought he had passed on from this uh, world. Not Stan Lee. Stanley. Oh, I have one of his tape measures. Not that guy. Okay. You did not tell me about a guest named Stanley. Uh, this is a guy that I ran into at an event. Uh, he has an amazing slammed Duramax- well, I'll let him tell you the story shortly. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck. Show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. it's the truck
Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. I mean, my timing was a lot better on that jingle than the uh, new five-star one. It's because you heard it 149 times. That's why. I've heard it a hell of a lot more than that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I think we talk Carly's suspension here. If you don't mind, uh, there's the number on your pad of paper. Dial up Mr. Dan Torino, VP of Carly. Okay. (laughs) This is Dan. Is this one Mr. Dan Torino? It's Lightning at Home, a truck show podcast. It sure is, man. How you doing? We are outstanding, but don't move. We've got to play a quick intro. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money? And then you want to come back. Now, our wives this time, they're, they're, they're stoked because the, because the ride the, uh, is so plush. Yeah, the hookability factor yeah. went like uh, 10 times. Right. So, Dan, <laughs> welcome to the show. Everyone gets an intro, and uh, some are good and some aren't. And that's the, the one that you got. That's the uh, parts department, and you're in it. Sorry. <laughs> I'll throw that in a good category. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Anybody, so, it's a win for me. <laughs> so, Dan, we want to talk Carly suspension, and you are VP, and are so you're ahead of uh, all of the sales and marketing, or what's your what's your day-to-day over there at Carly? You know, it's a, it's a small company, so I wear a lot of hats, and uh, just kind of cleaning up that end of the business, because it's... Uh, it's the brainchild of Sage Carly, obviously our fearless leader over there, who is very, very good at what he does, and that is the engineering aspect and making big trucks that don't ride well from the factory, you know, ride well and do things in the dirt that they were never really intended to do. But the business aspect, I kind of picked up the sales and marketing side uh, since it wasn't really his specialty. So started there and took on the VP role as there's never any shortage of anything to do. So. Uh, whoever has me by the arm is what I'm doing that day, is what it seems to be. But then I get to do cool things like this, which still play into the sales and marketing aspects. So. Now, how long have you been there for? I've been there since 2012. Okay. And when was Carly started? Because I seem to remember like early 2000s, people running Carly kits back in the day. Exactly right. Yeah, it was actually started formally in 2003. So let's go back in time a little bit. Sage Carly, who was he? And how did he create such an amazing suspension system? And I want to say it was for the Ram in the beginning, but now they've got systems for Ford, GM, Jeep. But today, the Carly Pintop is like the badge of honor if you've got a Ram, a full-size Ram truck. Who was Sage? How did he get his start? And how did we end up here today? So Sage has always been wrenching. Uh, It started in, you know, his military days when he was an advanced diesel tech. Uh, then when he got out from there, he was a professional fleet mechanic or technician, uh, which kind of turned him on to the off-road racing industry, how he got into that, uh, supported that uh, through the stock full class, did a bunch of co-driving, connected with a whole bunch of people, formed his reputation there. But that was where he got eyes on the full-size vehicles, what they were capable of with go-fast parts, quality parts, and basically that the market was totally underserved for these people you can get whatever you want for a light duty truck but the heavy duty truck the chase trucks the the stock full class stuff you couldn't really get anything for those trucks that was performance oriented so he was the the visionary that kind of started as a a diesel tech and then worked the logical path through to uh, a niche market that was pretty untapped at the time 
I was just going to say, and now everybody and their mom wants a piece of that. But what's interesting is there have been a lot of competitors in the space that have come and gone since 2003, and Carly still remains the you know one of the top uh, companies that people when they're looking for suspension, especially for big Rams. It's what does Carly have? I, I want to get Carly on my uh, on my truck. Well, you know what the guy. So it's interesting. You and I interviewed a guy who works at Tesla. Uh, one of our avid listeners. We were talking about his Ram because we were saying, "Hey, you own a diesel truck, and you're, <laughs> you know, you work at Tesla. Is that weird? Did the guys make fun of you that you're not green?" Blah 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 blah. And he was going down all the parts on his truck, and he's like, "Oh, I've got a Carly pin top." And I mean, it's like he needed a, you know, a, ba- a, st- a star on his lapel, you know, to show off that he had a Carly <laughs> system on his truck. And I'm thinking that's what Carly is for so many Ram owners. Now, again, you guys do you've you've branched off and you make other systems, but. How, why, why Ram, uh, and how did you, how did Sage get to the top of that, uh, you know? And also, how have you stayed dominant for so long? It's that hyper-focus that you were talking about. There's a lot of players that come and go in a lot of different industries because they see someone doing something well, and they want a piece of it. They come at it like a business. Um, Sage came at it with a passion, and that's really all that there is to it. We don't look at what anybody else is doing. Um, you know, we stay hyper-focused on our goal and what it is. And it's funny because of how hyper-focused we've been on the models. We've always wanted to branch out, but we've never had the ability to, I mean, these Dodge and Ford guys and now the Jeep guys keep us so busy and these truck platforms continually change. I mean, we started in a world where we were looking at uh, a 2500 or a 3500 ram and these trucks you could get with you know basically the most basic interior that that you could throw at it you could get a diesel motor a four by four and you'd be in the high thirty thousand dollars for this vehicle we would take these straight axle diesel trucks and make them do dumb stuff in the desert because that was a new market that brought a ton <laughs> of attention people loved that to the point where we had you know the the chassis was identical the, the suspension mounting points, we were still running short arms on the front. We didn't do any crazy conversions. We put huge shocks on them, caged them, and went and raced in the desert with them. You know, it was something that you could go buy at a dealership that would last you. I mean, you could you could tow something down to Baja, race, turn around, and come home with a trailer behind you. It's, it was something that was completely unheard of, and we've seen that transform into what the current market is. And instead of go fast and do really dumb stuff in the dirt with your moderately expensive truck, you have these eighty and ninety thousand dollar luxury commercial or, or near commercial but heavy duty pickup trucks and they still ride miserable because they're still running a you know an archaic suspension design that we can massively improve upon. So how dare you, from, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> for right. all those solid axle lovers out there, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome trucks and we absolutely love them, but it's amazing the price tag on these trucks nowadays. And what we're doing is making these things ride the way that a lot of people think they ride when they buy them, right? But then they get in it because they want a truck that'll tow their toys to the desert. Uh, it'll it'll drive them to work in comfort, whatever it might be. And we help them achieve these goals through our you know new performance suspension systems that we offer for these trucks. So it's just been hyper focused on what's the new model, what's coming out, uh, what did they change, how can we make it better? You know, I would say a few things have changed even since the start of the company to now. One is the platforms have gotten way better. If you look at a, a Ram of yesteryear to a current truck with coils at all four corners and links already from the factory, I mean, that's major, especially when the frame strength has gone up. Um, they're incredibly stout from, from the factory, which allows you guys to get more performance out of it. And I think the second thing that happened is, you know, you're talking about these eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 price points. 
Well, the truth of the matter is it probably helped you to have more expensive trucks because it's bringing in a, a higher clientele that can afford the, the high-end versions of your suspension, I would imagine. Exactly my point is that we're hyper-focused. And, I mean, while we're hyper-focused, we're along for the ride. We don't determine what the next pickup truck is. But exactly as you said, I mean, take a 2003 when the company started and you've got leaf springs in the back, coils in the front. Nowadays, you've got your choice between, you know, coils in the front and leaf springs in the back, leaf springs and airbag combination, air ride, coils in the back. You have all these different combinations that go from basically an amazing riding on-road truck that can't tow all the way up to a truck that can tow a 32,000 pound trailer behind it from the factory. So they've absolutely expanded their range because they've expanded the capability. It's opened up to exactly, as you said, a new clientele and it's, it's expanded our product line massively because now every time, I mean, Ram comes out with a new platform, for example, we have to accommodate the four different rear ends that they offer from the factory. Uh, but because of how hyper-focused we are, we have the time to do that because those are the only models that we're doing. Then Ford rolls out, you know, their new truck, and we jump over to that once we finish with the Ram. And back and forth, you know, it, it goes. The R&D circle goes. But because we only work with Dodge, Ford, and Jeep, we have the ability to bounce back and forth with our in-depth R&D and product development cycle that we have uh, without sacrificing to accommodate, okay, well, Chevy just came out with the new, you know, Colorado ZR2, we got to get on that, then we got to get on the Sierra, we got to get on, you know, the new Jeep truck, whatever it might be. We remain hyper-focused in the performance market for the trucks that, uh, you know, that we're super interested in. So take us through some of the systems and how you improve overstock. So you have Let, let's take a, like a power wagon for example because that already from the factory is is pretty decent. You know, it probably has sure. an undersized piston with a 46 millimeter shock. Um, and you know, to me on the power wagon that's probably the 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 biggest sin is it's it's under under piston and then also the geometry of the rear suspension could be a little bit better. But from a factory standpoint, still a pretty good truck out of the box. And then maybe talk about the 3500 with the um, air suspension in the back and what you guys do for that. I was looking at the prices and it's... I know they have a long travel air suspension system. Which is awesome. And I'm, I'm looking at the prices and it's it's really not that unreasonable. $5,000, $9,000 for a full <laughs> It's really not end? that unreasonable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for a $90,000 truck to spend another nine grand, 10% of the purchase price to have this kind of capability is pretty amazing. Um, we're the only company that you will call... And if you, you'll have two owners, one guy's got, uh, well, let's say the two guys have power wagons and one guy spends a ton of time off road. He has a full time, you know, rooftop tent on the back with a ARB fridge, his spares, he's got a Jack, all this different stuff where he needs constant payload. Then you've got another guy that bought the power wagon because he loves the appearance package that it comes with. He wants a comfortable ride to work. He's really never going to take it in the dirt, which is a sin to begin with, but He's going to get two completely different recommendations. Not, not if you can't afford a, a new one and you're waiting for his lease return in two years. <laughs> right. you're, you're looking at that dude going, hey, man, thanks for taking care of my future truck that I'm going to buy. Yeah, thanks I for, really appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Uh -huh. Thanks for never taking it off-road. <laughs> yeah. So those two guys are going to get two completely different answers as to what suspension system will work for them. Looking at them from the front or the side, you might notice a reservoir difference, but the stance will be the same. So, I mean, if someone calls with a power wagon, I mean, that's one of our huge platforms that we deal with all the time and we speak that platform fluently so if if you bought a power wagon because you want to go crawl rocks and you want to hit the high-speed desert exactly as you guys said with the undersized piston you're not going to be happy with what that truck does in the desert unless you're crawling around 
So we always get this in our world, and that is how do your suspension systems, you mentioned the pin top, that's one that's brought up all the time, compare to a Raptor. I used to drive a Raptor, but now I've got this trailer and I want my truck to do this, and I just honestly feel like this truck is so heavy that it won't be able to do that. Well, that's basically our goal is to make these trucks feel lighter when it comes to the off-road capabilities so the power wagon is very very capable from the factory it's got some awesome features in it uh, namely the lockers the disconnecting sway bar the winch the gears that it comes with for the larger tires these are all awesome attributes that you kind of want to highlight you don't really want to replace so we offer for the other trucks that come with a rigid sway bar we offer a torsion sway bar replacement that lightens up the front sway bar right makes the ride more comfortable we don't really recommend that to the power wagon guys you have a factory disconnect that allows you to take advantage of something that you can't on the other platform. The power wagon radius arms, um, they have a dual pivot system. So they've got more bushings in them than the factory arm because it's a radius arm. It will only articulate as much as the bushings will deflect. They doubled the bushings. They get massive amounts of articulation up front. So with the power wagons, we recommend the guys just buy our systems that are you know, geometry correction, like dropping the radius arms to maintain your caster angles, uh, get our coil springs up front, get the adjustable track bar to recenter the axle, and then you get our custom-tuned King shocks, uh, and those will basically add the control that you're taking away by lightening up the spring rates, and you're putting the control where you should, because even if it's a power wagon, it's no different than any other truck manufactured, and there are penny pinchers looking at these things from the manufacturer cutting corners it shouldn't be cut even in a performance vehicle because they have to mass produce these things well the right way to do it on a power wagon would be to run lighter spring rates and then run a custom tuned shock to make up that control so we allow you to maintain the low shaft speed stuff like all of your crawling and whatever it might be we actually extend travel on that so you get more articulation than factory if you're talking rti scores and stuff like that uh, and then additionally, take it out to the desert, open it up, and the thing feels like a truck that's half its weight because you've uh, essentially increased the piston diameter by, you know, anywhere from 60 to 70% going to a two and a half inch shock from those factory little Bilstein dampers. Now, you've been dealing with King for many, many years. Is that correct? At this point, decades, yes. Why why King? Of all the brands that, well, I guess really Sage was there in the very dawn of of king correct that is correct but at the same time it's one of those things it's, it's not just a brand loyalty um king still operates like a small business where like we run shocks that make sense in their respective situations and kits so like you'll see that all of our entry level stuff uh, is going to be fox because fox is the only one that does a 2.0 extruded body it, it just makes sense. You can't beat the quality or the price point. You can custom tune them. They're awesome shocks. Move up into the race world or the race shock world where you get the 2.5, 3.0, 3.5, 4.0, et cetera, et cetera, diameter shocks. And King is the only one that still operates like a small business but can produce on a scale where we can meet the demand of our customers. Um, and we can do whatever we want with a King shock. If we want the body to be a quarter of an inch shorter, they'll do it. If we want 17 four stainless shafts, same thing. If it's a race shock, but we want a pre-runner style seal kit that doesn't require high heat and leaking cold temperatures, again, they're all over it. OD end caps, um, weld-on rod ends, whatever it might be. They even go so far as Sage has uh, designed both a three-port and a five-port piston. 
we only use Carly suspension specific pistons in our shocks. So because he was there at the inception of the company and we've grown together, uh, we have, you know, I guess pull over there that allows us to do things that nobody else can do from a manufacturer that already facilitates uh, a lot more than any other manufacturer will. So in, in a lot of these situations where we will design a, a long travel suspension for these trucks, let's say we take a print and we go to King with it and we go to Fox with it, with the parts that we can use at King, we can get stainless steel shock shafts, our pistons, custom colors, whatever we want over the shocks. If we want pink anodizing and yellow bodies, they'll do it. Um, you'll sell a ton of those. I mean, that would be tragic, exactly. but you'll sell them well, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's so, important to, to point out, too, that um, you also use other shocks. So it's not just about King. You use King on all your high-end stuff, but you also have other brands that you mix in depending on what the price point and um, mission of that uh, customer yeah, at that. Well, I'm looking at know, the commuter system where he's yeah, got Fox, sure. right? And the backcountry, he's again got Fox. And so, exactly. Uh, but you, you mix and match. The reason I brought up King is because King is, is it's kind of interesting. There are a lot of brands out there, and a lot of, you know, we, we've talked to guys from Bill Stein, we've talked to guys from Fox, and they've all been on the show. But King is a weird one in that you don't see too many guys walking around with a Bill Stein shirt. You don't see, you know, so King has some weird hold over, it, it became, the brand became Yeah, it's a bigger. culture, for Yeah, sure. it's, it's a culture. Um, and it's a SoCal thing, too. That's California sure pop business coming no, through. Maybe that's why 100%. It feels like a culture. No, no, listen, guys, no, hold on a second. 100%. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I follow a lot of guys in the bro-dozer truck scene, right, out of out of Florida. And King is is coveted all through the Southeast. If if you've got a big lifted truck that's a mall crawler, you got to have. Well, I'm, ta- I'm on talking that. about stuff that works. No, no, I understand that, but I'm just saying like that's how big the brand has gotten. Is that these guys who will never take their truck off road? What a shame! That. I want to see a brodozer you know? on 40s on 20s. Just, just it, it is, and it is a it. damn shame. But at the same time, it tells you the coverage that they've gotten. Exactly as you said, but it's a culture. I mean, you go to SEMA. And we've done several SEMA builds. It's not a show we do anymore because high performance and understated, I mean, doesn't really get you anywhere. There. Everybody wants to see the 26 by 18 inch candy purple wheels with the, you know, teal drive shafts and four kings on each corner. Of Man, you got plated. some weird color combos in your mind. <laughs> well, it's because I've been to SEMA too much. I've been in the industry too long. I've seen some things. Man. Well, by the way, RIP SEMA. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> this would have been my twentieth year. RIP SEMA. I think. I think. Daniel, well, do the digital version. They sent it out to everybody. No, no, no. I tried. Nah, it whatever. Went, it, yeah. Anyway. No, no, no. I think you're hanging out in uh, American Force or the uh, the Dub Booth too long. You know what I mean? Well, they're the biggest ones there. You can't yeah. see the other ones behind them. They're so big. So what are you going to do? How many people do you think go to SEMA and they get to the Dub Booth or the uh, or the American Force booth and they go cool and they just stop there? They don't know anything that's behind it because they're so big. Ah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Ninety-four <laughs> percent. So me being one of them. Take us through, take us through, let's really quick here, so we understand. Uh, like a, uh, if we're talking about a um, a Ram twenty-five hundred, the commuter system at thirty-two hundred bucks, give or take. You know, there's options all the way through it. Then you've got the backcountry thirty-seven hundred, pin top five thousand, the uh, the Dominator seventy-five hundred bucks. And I don't want to just focus on the price, but when you're at when you're building these systems up from you know good better best what changes on these systems dan basically all the the base kit components the geometry correction the springs those are all going to be the same it's going to be shared the only thing that's going to change is the shock package and the shock package i mean kind of its namesake is what it is the commuter it's for the guy who commutes in his truck he never takes it off road he hooks up to a trailer 
he has his toys there, but he's not interested in you know taking a dirt road at speed. He's the and dude he that's towing that. his UTV out, and he's going to use his, his UTV for fun, not necessarily exactly the truck. The correct. truck's the, co- exactly the, the, the tow rig. Right. The backcountry is going to be, you know, the guy who, who wants a little bit more travel than the commuter, a little bit more oil capacity for cooling, uh, could be a guy that's kind of a weekend warrior, does fire trails, but nothing too excessive, wants to have a little fun in the truck without worrying that he's going to be able to cook a steak on his shocks after a dirt road. <laughs> that dude you needs know? to get out more. <laughs> well, then he needs a pin top. <laughs> and that rolls into that. And why, and why we haven't changed the name is because you said it. I mean, the pin top is so iconic. We called it a pin top because of our working relationship with King. It was such a huge deal, right? That we got a stem top mounted on a King shock. It was called a pin top. So that's why we called it the pin top. And then it blew up from there. And now that's the question we get all the time. Why do you guys call it the pin top kit? It Don't worry about anything. it, kid. If you know, you know. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> if you've been in this game long enough, you it's, would it's know. The, it's, the, really it's not important. It's like the They're in and out secret menu. Yeah, see, yeah. like in that secret menu, it's the Carly. Why is it a pin top? If you know, you know. Exactly. If you know, you know. But that's it. Then the pin top is the the one where you actually get into the Carly custom pistons with the custom tuning. You get the lifetime kind of shock there that's fully rebuildable with stainless shafts, and it's tuned for more of a combination of on and off road. It's got the control, so it handles like it's on rails. You can take a freeway on-ramp at 90 or take a dirt road at speed and not really worry what's in front of you. The bigger you go with the shock, the better it gets on and off-road in these heavy trucks. In the lighter trucks, the 1500s, stuff like that, you get into these bigger shocks, or the quarter tons for that matter, and they actually have trouble moving the shaft yeah, you, you, you basically have too much uh, basically have too much spring rate from that bigger piston and it actually works against you. Exactly, exactly. But these trucks, because they're straight axle, I mean we've got a perfect motion ratio on them and they're heavier now. So they can move pretty much any shock that we throw at them. We kind of found some resistance in the three and a half plus area, but up to a 3.0, which is what's in our dominator shock, you really get more on-road and off-road for the larger diameter shock that you're throwing on there. But the pin top is really where we kind of cut it off for people because uh, going up to the Dominator, I mean, you're not really going to see as much on-road for the money spent as you would have going to the other one. So that's kind of your point of diminishing return unless you're, you know, really just going to take the truck off-road and flog it. When did you guys get into Ford? When did you expand past Ram? Because I want to talk no, about 2010. your Ford. 2010, so it was, okay. It was just before I started there. Sage ordered a 2011 when the Scorpion motor came out. Um, and it showed up, and that was when he jumped on that platform. And how do those systems differ from the Ram platform? They're made by Ford. Once, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's a, the biggest difference. <laughs> um, but the honest truth is, in 2014, when Ram went to the radius arm setup, it was kind of like a copy of the Ford suspension. Ford killed it. Uh, and they've been running that suspension design since 2005. So the you'll see that the commuter, backcountry, pintop, dominator, I mean, it goes pretty much across the board. Dodge and Ford, the, the kits all have track bars, coils, radius arm drops. It all just bolts in differently. Um, the, the older Ford trucks have C-channel frames where the Rams are uh, hydroformed, boxed frames. And the Ford went to that in 2017, obviously. But they stack up against each other very, very comparatively. I mean, you put a pin top on a Ford, you put a pin top on a Dodge, and you're going to be neck and neck the whole way, no matter what you're driving through, because they're essentially the same truck these days. Uh, I wanted to ask you about R&D. Uh, Dan, are you doing it there all in-house, or do you... Everything is 100% in-house, yes. Absolutely. It's why we don't have for installs in our facility or anything like that. Um, we've always got something on our rack. 
Now, do you guys work with uh, the shock manufacturers on tuning, or do you give them the the tune that you want and have them build it per spec? I mean, is there some collaboration there? Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically our years of experience, right? So uh, when we see a new platform, we kind of know what we're in for. We get the truck in for our little measuring session. Uh, we get our CAD files to design everything. Uh, we build these parts, the, the coil springs we have that made to our specs. We will take the shocks and we'll measure out the travel based on the coil springs, blah, blah, blah. And then once we get the, what's supposed to be either the first you know, rendition of what the final kit's going to be, we custom tune everything. So there's you know, no motion sensors or anything. I mean, this is done in an archaic fashion. Sage has been doing this so long. But, his but I know. Dino, he can he can tune in anything it's unbelievable i mean even in all my years i'll drive a truck a bit the, the you know the front end feels a little bit harsh or something goes no that's the rear pushing on the front we need to lighten the back you know open up the rebound a little bit in the front and then it's going to be dialed and then he does it and i'm like how the hell did you feel that that was coming from there like it's something that it, it's unbelievable to be a part of that process and i wish i could say it was a bigger part but um, you know, that's, I mean, opening that guy's brain is opening Pandora's box, the way that he thinks about these trucks. And it's amazing to watch the guy work. I've heard he has a sensitive ass. I mean, that's <laughs> just, sure that's just word around the street though. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Who the hell's saying that? Yeah, hold on. That's what she said. Yes. No, she did not say that. And you also, you've got, it's not just the, uh, the 2,500 and 3,500 series trucks. You've got stuff for the 1500s. Uh, the uh, the Ram 15s and how yeah you... it was kind of a logical transition down there and the the big thing that that migrated us into the 1500s was the eco diesel when that came out I mean there's a lot of guys that really only buy heavy duty trucks because they wanted the diesel motor so when the eco diesel came out we figured that was going to kind of cannibalize some of the 2500 3500 market so we got one we are indeed a system for it and we were couldn't believe how that system took off and it didn't really seem to be guys that were coming from the heavy duty truck market more so people from the light duty truck market that just wanted the diesel and ram was pretty much the first one to hit the ground running on that one uh, and because it was a uh, you know pretty quick that we jumped on it we we gained market share pretty quick um and, and it's amazing i mean the 2019 came out uh, and it's uh, we get equally as many calls for those 2019 plus 1500s as we get for our, our HD platform. But they're amazing. I mean, you're talking about a, a totally different motion ratio on the shocks, shorter travel shocks, but more travel at the wheel, lighter trucks, but the same size shocks. So it's unbelievable. I mean, you could take where our commuter kit in the 2500 and 3500, it's basically on road only. If you take it off road, you're going to melt the shocks, right? If you're trying to do something at speed. And we have to be careful how we market that because people see the Carly name on anything and they want to go jump it. So that's why we're we're so. That's a compliment. Uh, you know, yeah, I, it sure is. But you know, we have to be careful. He's actually talking about you. About each kid. Oh, he's, he is talking. <laughs> about yeah, he's literally literally talking about you. How dare you? But then you go into the fifteen hundred world and the the Fox two that we have in our commuter kit. You can go mod those things off road. They handle great because it's it's such a lighter truck. They can just handle a lot more. And you put the two fives on it, and man, you could cage that truck. It's so capable at that point. What are you doing with the 1500s, uh, the eco diesels that have the adjustable suspension? You know, the air ride. You can buy it with a steel spring. Yeah, we don't we don't mess with any of those. Okay. Um, the the 2500 market, we do the air ride stuff as well as the 3500. But in the the Ram 1500, where you got four wheel, you've got complete air ride with different load heights and different ride heights, aero this, whatever. Like that's not a performance suspension. At that point, when you've got airbags on all four corners airbags ramp up super quick you've got sensors all over the truck 
it's not a, a platform designed for the type of performance for which we develop. It goes back it's to uh, when we were talking uh, on the last episode with uh, Mike Caval, head of Ram Trucks, we talked about our four-wheeler of the year winning uh, Ram 1500 that was in our test fleet. And we purposely ordered the Rebel with the steel spring suspension because it's just right. so much more capability out of the box. You don't have the shock shrouded in an airbag, so they you know they can dissipate heat easier. You don't have that spring rate like you're talking about that ramps up really high. So the nice thing about the Rebel, and I think it's one of the things that people don't realize, is you can buy it off the showroom floor with a steel spring suspension. It's a great price. Probably, probably less money, too. I mean, when yeah, they first is. released the Rebel, the Rebels were all air rods. Yeah, exactly. And nobody knew what they were doing with them. Because the way that the airbags are, they weren't a, a bellow-style airbag. It was a tapered piston airbag, which mm -hmm. means you're going to get that weird airbag ramp on the way up, but at the same time, it's going to go straight to bottom. And because the airbag can flex out uh, and, you know, on itself, it doesn't push out for rebound. So it's really hard to tune for. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not an off-road setup well, and that, by any it, stretch. And those bags had to be, so basically I believe they're Continental bags. And so when you go from the factory Ram, you know, normal shock to a Rebel, so you go to a 46-millimeter Bilstein, they actually had to make the center of the bag um, bigger than to bore it out in order to fit the bigger shock. Um, and they're okay. I mean, it, it, it works okay, but nowhere near as good as the steel spring works. And, and it's just such a better place to start. I think the agreed. there's a reason that you see those, like exactly you said, a steel spring, whether it's leaf or coil. Yeah. Uh, and that's just prevalent in the market. Then you see these super niche guys running, whatever it might be, the, the airbag king coilovers on their Funko handrail yeah. or a rebel. You, you get these outliers that are, I mean, if you can oh, make it work, good but. for you, you know, for doing it. But the vast majority of people, you're you're introducing um, a, a lot of question marks into the reliability of the system. Well, an undue with complication, too. as yeah. you said, they came out with a, a coil spring variant, and the coil spring variant is going to be infinitely more capable. It's not going to tow as well because it right. doesn't have it doesn't self level capacity. and all that stuff. Yeah, I think air suspension it's a nicety, right? Especially in a Ram truck. One of the things I like about the four corner air suspension on the half tons is you can drop it down to kneel mode back under your trailer and pick it up without having to mess with the trailer jack if, you, if you're if you good at the camera and stuff. And right. for uh, you know an older guy who is retired, he may not want to go back and jack up the trailer, and he wants the air suspension, and you get a little bit better fuel economy because it lowers at highway speeds, and it self-levels, and there's it, it adjusts for tongue weight, all that kind of stuff. But for well, those of talking, us in the... We're talking about progression. Ex you know, exactly. You and the whole thing was, Ram came out with their 2500s with coil springs. Yep. They don't haul well. So they then came out with the 2500 with coil springs for the guys who wanted something that rode amazing. And then they came out with the airbag for the guys to tow. Well, same thing for the Rebel. They came out with the Rebel that was all air ride. Then the guys that want to beat them up off-road in 19, not only did they listen, they came out with you know the TRX concept as well as the coil Rebel. Um, additionally to that, they pushed the air ride suspension to the limited. For the guys that want the super comfy ride, adjustable suspension, but they're not necessarily worried about the off-road Raptor-looking package, you know? So it's all about progression and seeing what the market demands. And it's cool to know that Ram's one of the few aftermarkets that's listening. I mean, they're trying to see how many things they can throw the, the 700 horsepower motor in while everybody else is going to hybrid. So it's cool that they're picking up, you know, what the enthusiasts are putting down and, and they're listening to what these people want, what customers want. You see it in their progression as they come out with new models. Well, talk about your air ride suspension 
for the twenty five and thirty five hundreds? Like how you know what are you, what are it, you it doing? Well, and, and keep in mind, just for people who don't know, the air ride on the heavy duties is rear only. And so that's basic, what I'm talking about. So you know, what I know, you, but I don't think everybody listening understands that when we're talking about the fifteen hundred, it's four corner, and when we move to the heavy duty package, it's uh, it's just in the rear. Yeah, and four corner and light duty means it's going to ride great. And then the problem is a lot of guys going to the heavy duty market and. They think the same thing. Airbag means it's going to ride well, not realizing it was a progression of RAM to get a better hauling truck. So basically what we're trying to do is milk it for all that it's worth, understanding it's only capable of so much of our intended purpose, you know, out in the dirt or whatever it might be, um, depending on which kit it is that you're, you're ordering. So um, that's what I always tell customers is if you're going to buy the coil sprung truck, understand that that's going to be a one hand on the wheel in the dirt. You can do pretty much whatever you want with that truck, but you're going to be limited in your hauling capacity. Uh, where the air ride systems, we correct them so that everything works. Exactly as you said, the alternate trailer height. You can press a button on your 2500. It'll drop the rear like an inch and a half at the hitch. Pull under, press the button again. It'll bring it back up to your hitch. It, we maintain full function of the system, but you can't extend travel of the airbag. So in the rear, we, we fix the stance of the truck. We get the front riding great. We match the rear to the front as best we can, respective to whichever shock package you chose and the intended application. Uh, and then we maintain travel while increasing capability through the shock. And again, maintaining all functions of the air system, whether it be in the 2500 or the 3500. But they don't ride as soft as their coil-sprung and leaf-sprung counterparts, even though they're capable of hauling extreme loads. But how are you – so you're not – changing the bag itself you're you're just adding a spacer or what are you doing in that application exactly correct yeah so we put an airbag spacer like there's a lot of different ways to do it and these things are all actuated by a little sensor arm in the back that tells you your ride height position um it's the same as any other air ride out there right there's nothing different about the way that this ram operates so what a lot of guys will do is they'll put a leveling spring in the front of their truck and then they'll put like a one inch longer sensor rod on and what that does is it fools the computer into thinking the rear end of the truck is an inch low and it pumps it up but what you've effectively done is shifted yourself one inch further into the travel of that airbag and these things are lacking in droop travel pretty substantially. Mm. So once you do that, pumping more air into the bag, air in the bag equals spring rate. So when you run that longer rod and you pump air into the bag, you're making the ride harsh. You're pushing yourself closer to the very bottom of travel, which, I mean, you're already kind of edging in the first place. Um, and it's, it's, it's an incomplete solution to a problem. So you'll see that a lot of times with guys that are running spacer kits and the more budget you know, options, where for us, we're going to do that. We're going to drop the bump stop respectively to where that airbag now bottoms out with our airbag spacer that we put in, but we correct all geometry. So we'll drop the track bar to make sure that the rear end in the back still cycles as linear as possible. We put a spacer under the airbag, wherever that airbag now bottoms out because the size of the spacer is dictated by the lift height. I mean, the same amount of air in that bag that it had from the factory to maintain the spring rate. That way you're not lowering it, you're not raising it, right? You want to keep the rear end function as it is. Then you got to change your bump stop respective to where that bag is now going to bottom out. But that also extends the travel in the rear or allows the travel to remain in the rear, not so much extends it. Um, and then we custom tune the shock around that with our longer actuator rod on that rear leveling sensor. So it's a full R&D process to basically maintain function, not give up any travel and add capability to the rear without doing some, you know, without cutting any corners, basically, just to get you height at all costs out of the airbag to get you the stance that you want. So, Daniel, what you're telling me is anybody can do this in their garage. It very, very easily. 
I'm gonna okay. go. De- I'm gonna go design my new airbag s- suspension system, and I'm gonna uh, compete with Carly. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. You said that you could install it, not design your own in your garage. Right. No, I meant design your own in the garage. Now, obviously, Carly's <laughs> gone through a, a ton of R and D to make this right. I mean, it's interesting listening to you talk about just all, all the technical things that you have to take into consideration during the R and D process. I think a lot of people think it's as easy as figuring out a spring rate and, and valving in a shock or a particular shock, but there's so much more that goes into that beyond valving. Like it's not just lifting a truck. No. I mean, to create a suspension lift is one thing, but to create a, a suspension system that is a an actual system. You have to take into account sway bar rates, geometry. You have to do either geometry correction brackets or cams or however you're going to do it. Ball joints, especially upper ball joints on IFS vehicle. I mean, there's there's so much stuff that goes into doing it right. You know, I, I noticed most of your kits top out at about three, three inches or so of lift, and I'm sure that's because you want to keep them as reliable as possible and quite... You know, quite yeah, you're operating within the constraints of factory parts as yeah. well. I mean, you're not offering steer. I mean, by the time you start changing all the geometry and all the angles, if you're going to redo the steering and do all this different stuff, I mean, you're getting into a level of complication that you really don't need to get into, especially yeah. with how high these trucks already sit. I mean, that's the main thing. Our customers use their trucks. You know, a lot of these guys, whether they're working in the oil patch or they're towing trailers, whatever it might be, they need to get into the bed of their truck. It's not all about the height. You know, it's about the performance. And that is key. Most people say, I want a four-inch lift from my truck. For us, it's not about how high the truck is going to be lifted. It's, okay, what are you doing with the truck, and in what areas are you looking for improvement? Do you want it to haul better? Do you want it to do better off-road? Do you want it to do better on-road? All of the above, here's your kit. Here's what it costs. Here's the lift height it's going to be. The lift height is a byproduct of the performance that we're adding to the vehicle, and that does come at a cost. But as we were talking about before, when you're talking eighty or ninety thousand dollars for a vehicle, you know, spending five to ten percent of the vehicle's cost to make sure that every time you hit a speed bump, your head doesn't hit your roof, really isn't that infeasible anymore. So you're not. I mean, Carly is not a company that is uh, founded on aesthetics. You know, you're not the bling company. You're not candy coated colors. Uh, you know, on the lift. That's not Carly. You are all about function uh, before form. Yeah. Yeah, we get it a lot. Guys want custom powder coat on our parts and whatever, and we have our BK08, our satin black. We put on everything with our white Carly stickers. I mean, that's just the way that it is, and we tell people it serves as a great base coat if you want to take it to your powder coater uh, and do your own thing, but you have to disassemble the parts to do it. The only place we're really fudge on that is that, like we were talking about before, King will do whatever wacky color combination that you want on the shocks for you, um, and that's kind of the ability to personalize right there. But by way of our parts, yeah, it's, it's not really about the pizzazz of the parts so much as the function. Um, and, and we take a lot of pride in what we do because everything is U.S.-made steel. I mean, all of our welders are in-house. Our powder coater is 20 miles away from us. The guy who, who designs and builds uh, our boxes is 10 miles away from us. He manufactures our boxes in the United States. And our boxes are all custom to each product that they house. I mean, it's we're very, very proud of what we do, and that business model has led us to where we are. I mean, we're an American-made company. We support American, uh, you know, manufacturers. Whether and that's it be not, our box guy, that's not easy guy, to do these whoever. days, Dan. especially in California. It's not easy to do. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's Ca- not. California's we're, we're trying to push to you out. The, yeah, as you say, we're blessed to have a clientele that uh, that that will pay for it to support. Um, you know, all of uh, I mean, us as a manufacturer and all the manufacturers that we support. Uh, you know, in, in their support of us, which is, you know, just amazing. But um, we get a lot of guys who want, you know, clear powder coat because, again, we take such pride in our product. 
uh, a lot of guys who know Carly know that, I mean, it's the name is pretty much synonymous with amazing welding. Um, all the welds that come out, I mean, it's just stacked dimes. And it's a shame to put black powder coat over that. And a lot of guys want that clear powder coat or something over it. But to us, it looks like an unfinished product. So um, whatever, you know, we mask with that powder coat, is it just, it happens. But the, the product quality is there on every level. Dan, do you have guys that'll go in and uh, blast and take the uh, powder coat off and, and go natural, all natural? I, don't, I can't say I've ever had anybody blast it after. Um, I have guys that do other types of coating on it but um you know like i said they'll, they'll do their candy red over the black base or something um but we, we've had guys request it on a, a ton of different occasions but no one's ever followed up with me uh to, to show me that they blasted all the code off to see the the weld the heat signatures you know whatever on the parts what's your take on the uh, new ram trx and do you think that's something that will help you sell Ram 1500 suspensions for the guy that can't necessarily afford a, a TRX? And what do you think it means for the industry with Raptor now having a competitor and pushing those guys to do some cool stuff? Now? I don't think that Raptor is going to have a competitor. I mean, I see what Raptor, um, you know, kind of answered to the Ram, but that TRX looks, I mean, 13 inches of wheel travel at all four corners with, you know, active suspension. 14, <clears throat> 14 in the rear. 14 in the rear. Oh, okay. Well, either way. <laughs> that, those are I don't want you to sell them short. For a truck that size. Yeah, well, that's my, my apologies. <laughs> 13 in the front, 14 out back, yeah. active suspension. I mean, that's that's going to be unbelievable. The amount of power that that thing's putting down, I mean, I don't know how the hell they're going to get traction. Oh, dude, it's, it's I, unbelievable. I drove it uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, I, I just, I couldn't, you know, I just blown away by it. I posted some videos on my Instagram. Well, he looks like the Joker where the smile is permanent. Yeah, right? Yeah, if you go to uh, at Sean, Sean P. Holman, you'll see uh, some videos from, from driving it. But what I was amazed at is just what a well-rounded package it is. And that suspension is, is phenomenal. And, I mean, we were hucking it off jumps, you know, two and three feet in the air repeatedly and landing like it was on marshmallows you you may hear the jco engage but other than that just amazing and i know the ford guys are uh, working on the next generation raptor but man it has to be really good to compete with what and that was Ram kind did. of my point I don't, yeah. I don't see them even competing with it with you know currently what they're talking about. i mean the coyote motor supercharged i mean that'll be awesome but sure. um just to see what they've come out with with this trx is amazing like i said not everybody's a fan of where the industry is going with all the you know, the electric trucks and whatever all this stuff is and what it's going to shape out to be in 10 years. But it's cool to see, again, Ram speaking to the current enthusiast platform where guys want, you know, all the grunt, all the travel and a truck that they can take out and go do anything with. So, of course, to me, um, it's awesome to see them doing what we're doing in the aftermarket. And I'm anxious to see what it is that, it, you know, that it ends up doing, um, how it sells and how many people actually buy this thing. And, I mean, real-world application, you've driven it. Uh, which is amazing, but uh, yeah, man, I, I would absolutely love to get behind the wheel of one of those things, take it for a spin. Dan, what does that mean to companies like Carly when you've got, uh, you know, Ram making something that you wouldn't want to change that suspension? Really, I mean, what it does is inspires, like Holman said, it inspires all the Ram Rebel guys. It's a guys. Halo, it's it's a a halo, halo product, product but, for the aftermarket, but but eventually some of that is going to trickle down. Let, let's let's liken this to car stereos you know you're old enough to remember the 80s and 90s when if you didn't have an alpine or a kenwood or a sony or a blah blah or some aftermarket system your sound system sucked in your car truck and today you're buying it off the lot with a 19 speaker system like uh with with nissan and their fender audio system i mean the stuff is just it's insane will suspension get there and be so good that there's no room for a carly at some point i mean i hope that doesn't happen but 
There will always be room for Carly, my friend. <laughs> you know, I mean, the honest truth is, who knows? Um, and how I would answer that is to say, I mean, look at the Ford Raptor platform. A lot of guys thought when that came out, it was going to be the be-all, end-all. And it was the formation of a ton of enthusiast companies that stripped Ford Raptors for all their Raptor uh, and threw on bigger, better shocks doing whatever it is that they do. So, um, you know, I don't know. And same thing goes for sound systems. I mean, I'll buy a brand new Ram that's got an Infinity sound system. I'll rip it out and do all JL stuff. Maybe it's because I'm from that generation uh, or I like a certain sound that I'm acclimated to. But it just seems that manufacturers doing their own thing combined with a whole bunch of, you know, I'm not going to say like bottom feeder manufacturers, but cheap product. I mean, when we're talking leveling kits, whatever you get, you know, straight from China, buy them on eBay for 30 bucks. Shock spacer. God, I hate those. Exactly. But that the abundance of that type of product has created. Uh, this super high-end niche market, which is the market that we serve. So what it means for the future, I don't know. I mean, we don't play uh, as hard in the 1500 space as we do in the 2500, 3500. I'd be very, very surprised if they came out. I mean, every time they've ever done anything, it's been an off-road package or like even the Ford Tremor. The Tremor is just a dolled-up version of an F250, F350 with some terrain management. Um, But I mean, the, the whole point is, that I don't know how that's going to cross over to the heavy-duty platform, but again, when the platforms come out, we'll remain hyper-focused on it. We know that you know electronic active dampers are the future. We've already got our hands in that stuff. So we're doing what we can to stay relevant. If it pushes us out in the future, then we had a great run and uh, a hell of a time doing what we did. But um, hopefully we'll be along for the ride as long as they'll let us be. Dan, tell us what you're doing in that active management. Uh, can you can you Can you spill the beans? I can't, unfortunately, because we're figuring it out, is what I'll tell you. <laughs> we're working with the manufacturer. You need the, uh, sa- right the, the, the sad trombone. Oh, yeah, sad. really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're working with the manufacturer. <laughs> there it is. We're working with the manufacturer right now, doing something totally different than anybody's ever done in these trucks. And again, we're just. We're trying to stay relevant, and we are, let's just say that so far in our dealings with these shocks, we're pretty amazed at what they are capable of. Um, They are currently expensive, as all hell, so (laughs) we'll see what that means. Um, You know, somebody's going to be willing to pay $5,000 for a set of active two fives, or if they're going to spend $4,000 on a set of three O's. You know, it really depends on what their application is. Well, and you also need to take into account whatever brain is controlling it and whatever sensors, yaw and gyroscope and anything else. Oh, we trust that. that, That's including So, like, let's say that, like, the shock package for a 2.5, including all of those components, is around Mm. $5,000. And a heck of a lot more complicated install. You know, is a guy with a Super Duty going to prioritize that style of ride over the cushy cloud-like feel of a 3.0 that might get a little bit more body roll, not technically I'll tell you this. I will tell you that once electronic suspension has proven its reliability in the dirt, which we're at the very beginnings of that right now, if the aftermarket can can prove 100,000-mile reliability, people will spend the money because I have been in several prototypes from a couple different manufacturers that have full active suspension, and it is unbelievable and that's what our the push of a button can well. do. Yeah. 100% that's our finding as well. Um, and, and the difference is that we're all at the beginning. So right now, I think everybody's more educating themselves than anything yeah. else. As technology gets better and better, and it proves itself, and technology gets cheaper, and control modules get smaller, and you know sensors become wireless, whatever it might be, to make this more affordable and better, it's absolutely the future. 
And, you know, it, when it adds $500 to the package instead of, you know, three, $4,000, a box wiring and a pain in your ass, that's when I think it's going to become a lot more Main, commonplace. Mainstream, yeah. And, and then everything else just disappears, you know? Yeah, I think I think the, the reality is, is, uh, being in the truck space aftermarket, you're going to be you're going to have a need for a long time, the ability to service a need for a long time, because as these trucks get to 10 and 12 years old and people can afford them, they're still going to want to do the upgrades because they got a discount basically on, on buying an older model of truck. And the trucks being built today are really good in terms of like uh, frame rigidity and high strength steel and bushings. Yeah, and, I mean, and they're lasting longer. Stuff. Yeah, the only thing that's really yet to be determined is like the Ford aluminum body. Sure, you know, but there's there's nothing about. I mean, everything down to even like the the body mount bushings, the frames, everything looks like it's built for the long haul these days, and it's proven itself in our testing in the dirt. I mean, there's very few things that we have to address anymore. Where, like my personal 2003 Ram, every single thing that you go through on that truck, you have to just replace. Now, when you, know, you everything is disposable, when you put that up on a lift. And you touch anything on the uh, on the chassis or suspension? Do you hear dollar signs? <laughs> uh, no, it's all brand new now. It's, oh. it's, not, it's not. Yeah, every time. Hey, um, oh, no, 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 ball joint. Yeah, exactly. oh. Wait, wait, control arm. No, Bill, don't touch that. <laughs> oh, rear end. Oh, goddamn. No. That's the fun, though. Please. You need an excuse oh. to stay in your garage, right? I had a brand new Ford. And I got yeah. bored because nothing ever broke on it. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, don't touch that. Oh, <laughs> no, not again. Did you let my kid in the garage? Why is he doing? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, it turns out that uh, Dan Torino, VP at Carly Suspension, uh-huh. knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. Did you? I feel like you stole that from an insurance commercial. Oh, did I? Yeah, I yeah that might not be your tagline. I think uh, I think what you forgot to uh, to play for Dan mm-hmm. is our embargo since he w- refuses to tell us about the future uh, suspension Carly has in the works. Oh, so Dan is under embargo. Yes, he is. No, that's no I think I think Dan knows. I think, oh, well, is he under embargo? Or, no, you're right. No, no. The, he, the news is under embargo. The news is under embargo. He's, a person's He's, not under right. embargo. Yeah. yeah, we're not under embargo because he, he won't tell us. Right. But what if we, I mean, if we convinced him we only have about 15 listeners anyway, and we muted this part, mm-hmm. do you think he would tell us? No. Okay. I think that's a wasted effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Dan. We'll do that on the next episode. Yeah. All right. We're well, gonna, hey, man, you're welcome to come back uh, anytime. You've got a, a news or uh, new platforms products. that you're working on. We'd love to have you back because um, one thing that we found is the Truck Show podcast listeners are super into tech and suspension and understanding how this stuff works. And I, I think you probably uh, enlightened some people about some of the, uh, the the Ram and Ford platforms out there. So very cool. Yeah. And, uh, real quick, Dan. So if uh, if one of our listeners has questions, they've got a, a, a Ram, a Ford, a Jeep. Do they go to their local shop, or can they call you for some No, advisement? we're just going to post his personal cell phone on our Instagram. I don't think he would that, appreciate that. That would be that. perfect. I'll do my, my Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, email, cell phone. Yeah, a million ways to get all of them. No, but what, 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 what does Carly prefer? Do they want you going to carlysuspension.com? By the way, that's C-A-R-L-I, carlysuspension.com. Or do you want them to go to their local shop? What do you, do you have? Yeah, any? carlysuspension.com for sure. And the reason that I say that is, um, since our inception, we've grown with some pretty amazing retailers. We're not distributed by any of the big, you know, WDs like four wheel parts or anybody. Um, we sell through our kind of boutique shops that have grown with us. So if you even go to our retailers page and you have a local shop, give them a call, call us direct. These guys will know the product as well as us. If they're on our dealer map, they know what's up. 
but yeah, always feel free to give us a call direct. We've got guys, you know, working full time on the phones to answer all questions at all times. So uh, shoot us an email, give us a call. Our contact information is on the website, as well as the contact info for all of our retailers. And again, they're all super knowledgeable. You don't have to worry that you're going to get on the phone with somebody that doesn't, you know, where you know more about our product than they do. That's what we want to hear. All right. All right. If you uh, want to uh, check them out on Instagram, at Carly Suspension uh, on the gram. Yes, sir. On the ground. Well, appreciate the opportunity, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Oh. And uh, yeah, we're going to. We'll talk to you again. We'll have you back. We definitely Sounds have to have great. you on again. <laughs> talk to right. you soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. See ya. All right, Holman, it's that time of the show. We played some five star hotline calls. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five star hotline. Five star Hey guys, it's Brad. You uh, called me last night. <laughs> How dare you? Which I would never have expected. I was laying in bed. Yeah, you were. And I get a lot of spam calls and robocalls for people who had my number previously. So I see California and it's, you know, 930. I'm like, what the hell? So I, so yes, I did ignore you. <laughs> uh, but then I saw that I had a voicemail pretty much immediately and listened to it and was just kicking myself for not picking up the phone. But I have you guys saved in my favorites now as Lightning and Holman. So if you call again, I will pick up. And that'd be pretty cool. I'd love to chat with you for just, even if just 30 seconds. Yeah, so sorry about that. <laughs> you guys take care, have a good one, and five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Oh, I missed it. Completely missed it. You guys can't see Holman. He's, he's like waiting, waiting, waiting. He doesn't know what. I'm like, I'm like a, uh, a a rabbit that's about to pounce on something. And yeah, but you're, you can't then, decide when. Instead, I just get right hit time. by a, a crow or something and taken up and eaten. Here's that was thing. Brad. If you remember, yeah. uh, he sent us an email. He's the one that had the long nose Pete in the last episode in the OBS 7.3 Power Stroke Ford. So. Brad, uh, we have your number. I kind of want to talk to you just because you're a truck driver. Uh, don't be surprised if on a random idle late Tuesday night you get another call from this California number. Lightning and Holman, this is your buddy Tyler coming from Minnesota. I want to start off my uh, my message by saying that it is currently October 20th in Minnesota, and I am plowing five inches of snow. So keep up your uh, California pompousness and make me feel warm because <laughs> yeah. I think winter's coming a little early. You guys were talking about putting diesel and gas vehicles and gas and diesel vehicles. Well, this past week, I heard something that I never thought was possible. I didn't know it was available anymore, and I don't know if you guys can guess it. But What do you think he's going to bring up? I have no idea. A lady that I know through a person and through another person. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, that's it's two my, friends my removed already. Sisters, wives, milkmans. No, no, no. It's my brother. Second cousin. No, no, no. It's what's the famous line? My brother, sister's uncle's former roommate. And what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. All right. Is that what it was? You know, actually borrowed her dad's diesel truck Duramax L5P and put kerosene. <gasps> In the diesel truck, which I don't what? know where the where you get diesel or kerosene at anymore, but maybe uh, well, I, were they 
Are they coal miners <laughs> from the 1800s? Well, he was taking uh, some. They were low on fuel and uh-huh. pulled some out of the uh, heating oil tank. Uh, you guys can explain that it's actually not that bad, and this pretty much turns it into a two-stroke, add a little bit of oil, and apparently you can just run it through. Uh, but that just blew my mind, and I, I'm like, man, i got to call up the Truck Show podcast. So keep up the good work. Keep up the episodes. Uh, five stars. Talk to you later. Congratulations, you have earned five stars. That's very nice. Have you ever heard of anyone running kerosene through a modern diesel? Uh, no. I, that's I, I'm guessing sulfur, lubricity, probably all bad things, but I guess if you can run one tank, it's all right. But know. but is he saying that they she put kerosene in and they realized, oh, crap, and then, and then they just dumped it. a bunch of oil in to, like, I mix it? I don't even... I, if any of you are uh, experts out there in running kerosene in modern diesels... Or if you know anything about kerosene, 657-205-6105, leave us your expertise on the five-star hotline. (laughs) Is that what I think it was? That was rude. uh, I don't know that I've ever heard someone call the five-star hotline and leave such a noise. (laughs) Is that another one? Uh, I'm looking through our inbox, and there are literally 25 oh, phone no. calls from well, the these, same number. Uh, you know, Google auto-transcribes the message, and <laughs> yeah. it just says, Blar! It, no, it says, transcription not available. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, uh, <laughs> like, like, come on, that's just rude. We're trying well, to do a podcast well, hold here. Hold on a second. What did they eat? I don't, I don't know. This can't be real. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Oh, yeah, but, it's funny because we're uh, men. If you don't laugh at this, you're not our friend. <laughs> See, there's somebody who has a ten, <laughs> has a ten thousand uh, dollar stereo system in their truck, uh-huh. and they're hearing this in super high fidelity. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, just in one side. <laughs> Do you hear the people giggling in the background? There's been a couple. Yeah, I don't like, know what's going on. Wait, that was for the people on that side of the of your truck. Oh, okay, and this is for the other side. <laughs> oh, so is he getting a phone call while he's, he's doing it? While he's doing wow. that, this is these are all separate. I, yeah, voice each mails. one of these is an individual voicemail. All right, hey guys, here's the deal. Like, <laughs> we're we're humored by this, but it is a voicemail, not a no, butt mail. Is, no, please don't. I we're not looking for more. <laughs> Was that one silent? Is he giggling? I think he couldn't get one out that time. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and just Mm -hmm. say that this is the the wrong way to leave a message. This should be used for 657 205 6105. Please don't. The five star hotline. Please don't use the five star hotline for evil. There was a long setup oh, on that oh one. Oh, no, there was had some juice well, to it. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but you should go get yourself oh. some help. Or uh, uh, I need to see a doctor. Uh, yeah, oh, that's geez. not right. Um, I appreciate your your efforts on this, but his, again. Uh, his stick-to-itiveness. Please, uh, please use the five-star hotline for good, not evil. We, uh, we want to hear your voices. All right, so before we kick into this next interview, I wanted to set it up. So I, a couple weeks back, was in... Bakersfield, California, at Proformance. They're a Bakers! Yep, they are in Central California. They're a uh, diesel performance shop, and they were doing burnouts and all kinds of cool stuff. And I see this laid-out white dually in the corner. They had a bunch of show vehicles, and I'm like, I need to talk to this guy because you don't see that many 
late model. Was it body dropped or frame? It was both. It was both. And I'll let Stanley explain. Okay. Lighting out here with the Truck Show Podcast. What's your name? Stanley. Stanley, this is an amazing truck. So this is, I'm guessing, a 17 or 18 actually, L5P? It's a 2016 with the L5P it's a 16. hood. Yeah. Oh, you cheater. He's rolling yes. L5P hood. Okay, yeah. so tell me about this truck. Beautiful white uh, Chevy truck, but it is laying frame. It is absolutely 100% slammed. Any lower and you'd be in the concrete. Yes, absolutely. It actually doesn't lay frame. It lays body. Lays body, so it's sorry. It's bodied. It's a full frame. It's on 28s. That's it, and I can drive it anywhere. I've driven it across the country already. Runs like a champ. Uh, no check engine lights, no nothing. Um, I throw my family in it, we can go anywhere. My wife drives it. It was built in Covina, California by Aaron Eha. Chassis by Aaron. Um, tows a trailer, has fifth wheel hitch. It's everything that a truck should be. It just lays out. It's amazing. So have you been to like Lone Star or any of those shows yet? Yes, I've been to Lone Star. I just got back from Battle in Bama over Labor Day weekend. Um, we drove it to Slamboree last year in 2021. We Have planned- you been to Daytona? Because I've been debating, you know, uh, Jordan, who puts on Daytona Truck Meet, is a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And I always go to his show, but Battle Alabama looks like a pretty cool show as well. Yes, it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, Craig Raleigh, who's the promoter and the owner of the show, rolls out the red carpet for everyone. Um, it's something you can't miss. The showgrounds are probably the best showgrounds in the scene as far as having the battleship as a background and all the old fighter planes and, and, and tanks and there's submarines. And um, he does tacos on the battleship, which are awesome. Um, the, the accommodations are awesome. The hotel. Oh, that, my God. Tacos on the battleship. I was going to say. They were so good. Best band ever. Tacos on the battleship. Tacos on the battleship. They're uh, doing a reunion tour as soon as COVID are, is over. And they're only doing it on battleships. That's exactly right. Yeah, I love that. But isn't this an event for you, Battle Alabama? It has airplanes. It has submarines. Uh, it has tanks. I and love it has, Alabama. And it has trucks. I'm, I'm, I'd go. We should go. Oh, yeah, if, if we can figure out when it is. And we're allowed to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about this off air. Accommodations are awesome. The hotels, they roll out the red carpet for us. It's basically two hotels and they're literally, every room is taken by showgoers. So it's an awesome par- parking lot party. It's a great time. Now you drove this? I did not. I had it shipped this year. Um, it's easier <laughs> Trailer that way. Queen. It's easier that way. Right. But I did, I drove it to Oklahoma to Slamboree. So, hey, we're up here in northern. We're in Central California now, and I drove it to Central California. Yeah, no, it's a couple hour drive up here. How does it ride on bags? Solid, solid. It's better than factory. There's no issues. There's no weird, you know, mannerisms or whatnot. It goes straight down the road. I can let go of the steering wheel at 90 miles an hour. It goes straight. Um, Like I said, it's built extremely well. Um, So I'm tripping. The front wheels are not cambered right now. It is laying out. And the front wheels are not cambered the way you typically see the front end of a slam truck. How no. did he pull that off? Because they have custom upper and lower control arms. It's a full frame. So ah. basically all the geometry works. Okay, so he didn't take a frame and just hack it to ribbons. This is custom. Like through and through, What? where's the original frame? Uh, probably in a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's nothing on his stock as far as the frame. The upper and lower control arms, new frame. Um it's the original axle, but it's just narrowed. Um, other than that, that's about it. Everything else is new exhaust from front to back. Um, anything that pretty much had to be replaced has probably been replaced. Did you buy the truck new? Yes. Did, and how long, what was the length of time between the purchase and slamming it? Um, I bought it, and it was probably eight or nine months just because I was on the waiting list. I had to wait my turn. So we bought it. It was purpose bought 
to build the way it is Oh, now. really? Yes. Is this the first time you've done something like this? No, this is my second time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I would, we're, we're just a vehicle family. My wife has a big lifted Suburban. Um, we have this. We had before that. Oh, so you go to Azusa Canyon every so often? Nah, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. man. They're pretty. They're just pretty. <laughs> they have a, but everything's chrome and powder coated on it. On the even on this truck here, everything under it is chrome and powder coated. Okay. Control arms, sway bars, um, um, the drive shaft is polished. Uh, anything, all nuts and bolts, anything that could possibly be chromed or polished and powder coated is. So this truck was in a million pieces at one point. Yes, absolutely. I'm scared. You probably won't tell me what you paid for it, but did you crack a hundred grand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm north of a hundred. Okay. And so, did you ask him what he does for a living? I wanted to. I didn't. I should have. Yeah. I mean, I'm not always to get, curious. Not to get into his business about you know how he afforded it, but more just I'm curious. People in the sport who who spend that kind of money, just what do you do? Remember when you and I were at uh, Lone Star Throwdown and we ran into the owner of that famous uh, slammed dually crew cut. Oh, yeah. The green one. Yeah. Right? And we're like, how do you have, get any had He bought that uh, brand new F350 uh, and slammed it. Like, Illumidity. Yeah, Illumidity. Brand new. Yeah. I mean, brand new. And he drove it straight to Fat Fabs, and they slammed it with like zero miles on it, basically. Yeah, literally. And we're like, and you and I were like, what, what, what are you doing with all this cash? It turns out he's a jeweler. Yeah. Selling jewelry, like I mean, Rolex. To me, it's always, it's always fascinating. I'm on these groups all the time on Facebook, and every once in a while, a guy will step up and say, what does everyone do on this page to afford an $80,000 truck? And a lot of guys will just weigh in. They just feel like, yeah, I'm in construction, or I yeah. own up this, and I own that, Oil or fields, I do this, or, or yeah. Ag, it's, or... It, it's all over the place what guys do. It's interesting. So there's your answer. I don't know what Stanley does. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is it about trucks that, you know, uh, is exciting to you? You know, like guys have... Everything from Volkswagens to Mercedes AMG and everything in between. What is it about trucks? Like, why are you a truck guy? Just because I can put my whole family in them. It's a crew cab. It, it still seats five people. I can take everyone. We can throw all of our shit in the back when we're traveling and can still do it in style. You've been saying this forever, Holman. It's the modern day family, station family wagon. wagon. Yep. Yeah. So that's why. And you're a member of, what is this, Aftermath? Aftermath, And yes. where's Aftermath out of? Um, we're based, there's a bunch of chapters, but I, I'm from Southern California. We have another group of guys who are from the Central Valley. Um, but otherwise, we're all over the nation. Actually, we have a Canada chapter, and we also have Australia. What attracted to you? What attracted you to Aftermath as opposed to like a negative, a negative camber or relaxed or something like that? For me, man, everyone's just laid back and we're of the same mindset. Everyone's a bunch of business owners and they understand that we don't have a ton of time to to commit. To- See, business owner. That would have been an interesting segue into, okay, you mentioned business owner. What do you do? I know. No, man, I, after the fact, I walked away and said, I should have, there's a lot of stuff I should have asked him. Yeah, he sounds like an interesting dude. Well, I'm going to hook up with him. Like, I got his phone number. Okay. I don't mean hook up like that. <laughs> you know, but I'm like, the, the, the truck was amazing. You get awfully friendly with our uh, guests. Uh, I do. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I sleep with them. What are you talking about? I do not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ask, the, the, the people want to know. I want to know what he does as well. All right. Well, he had, so that's your third his, homework his, assignment. His chat, <laughs> I have too many homework assignments. He went to this guy, this chassis builder, not far from where I work, that I'd never heard of, and did this amazing chassis. So, I want to get him on the show as well, because if you want to lay out a truck or a car, I guess, for that matter. But if you want to lay out a truck, who do you go to? You got your Roadster shop. You have Fat Fabs or now Chassis by EHA. Right. So I want to get him on the horn. 
to commit to trucks, but when we do, everyone comes together as a whole and we have a great time. So just people who are like-minded. So whenever someone's like-minded, you obviously gravitate to them. Gotcha. So it's a little more relaxed than relaxed or negative camber. That's all just like-minded people. So I, gotcha. I like to be around like-minded people and it works that way. Tell me about the wheels. How'd you choose the wheels? There's, you said they're 26s? They're 28s, actually. 28s. They're 28s. They're custom cut. <laughs> yeah, whatever, 26s. <laughs> they're custom cut. Actually, if you go to the other side, the driver's side and the passenger side are two completely different what? wheels. What? Okay, yeah. well, hold on a second. Let me grab my beer and let's walk around here. Come over to this side. Holy crap. So They're yeah. different. Yeah, the passenger side is a directional wheel. The driver's side is... is a star pattern and basically at this point i was spending so much money i had to maximize my dollar so it's subtle not too many people notice but when you do notice it sets the truck apart have you towed with this absolutely it is set up for a gooseneck i also have a tow behind hitch um we towed a trailer and truck to slamboree which is in oklahoma city oklahoma which is roughly 13 1400 miles each way so we drove basically 3,000 miles that weekend no hiccups there and back um truck ran great Brought it home, took it to the shop, had them do a nut and bolt, check everything. Everything was good to go, and we've been driving it ever since. What's done to the interior? Um, the interior is stock. It's an LTZ, so it's loaded. Okay. So there's pretty much not any other options. Um, I have a really killer headliner in it, though, that was done by California Upholstery. That's completely custom, and it's made out of it's leather and billet. Um, Wait, leather and billet? Yeah. Wait, show me. Let's take a look. Chirp the alarm, and let's get in. Holy crap, that's leather and billet. <laughs> he wasn't lying. It's, it's leather. How did they even pull it off? So this reminds me of an old school, like, uh, truck bed, right, with the uh, long, so it's got about a quarter inch wide, maybe three-eighths, uh, these runners that go the length from front to back, and there's about five of them splitting, of course, for the um, the sunroof, and they're, they're polished aluminum runners, and they're embedded in the headliner. That is, I've never seen anything like that. That's amazing. I thought for sure you were going to tell me you did the starry thing like Bentleys or something. That's so played. But this is really unique. How are they affixed in there? How do those pieces of aluminum not fall out? That is the most excited I've heard you since the last time you saw something like that. They were really cool. What do you mean since the last time I saw something like that? I'm always, I'm very excitable. I never get tired of truck shows. My kids, they trip on me. They're like, Dad, how are you always, and to me, it's like a dog getting food. Every single <laughs> no, no, time. No, no, it's like a dog wanting food. No, it's like a dog getting food because every time he's like, oh, again, I never expected to get fed again. Oh, my God. Every, it's like every single truck to me you know is so new and so wonderful. Here's the thing. Yes. I- I'm happy for you. Because I'm easily pleased. No, no, I'm happy I, that you Are you going to have... call me a simpleton? Is no. that what it is? All right. Jeez, man, you think so low of yourself. I do. what I think of you. Um, <laughs> I'm just really happy that you have an outlet like the uh, Truck Show podcast where, you know, you can let this side of your uh, personality come alive without- uh, yeah, This should be your safe space. I'm letting my freak flag fly, as they say. <laughs> I'm best at writing- <laughs> I don't know. I'm best at writing checks. So I just drop, <laughs> it, off, I drop it off with an idea and I pick it up and, and hopefully that they execute what I asked them to do. I love the honor. Honesty. I just write a check. <laughs> yeah, it's more than four bolts. I don't touch it. Well, congratulations. This is, uh, I, I'd be lying if I said that I, w- I wasn't jealous. <laughs> Thank so. you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, very cool. Congrats. Thank you. 
So I'm going to go hook up with uh, Stanley. He's, uh, again, not that kind of hooking up. Where is he? Is he local, you said? Yeah, he's. Uh, I want to say he's Covina, somewhere around oh, there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's not far from my office. That's GV, man. I want to go find him, and I, 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 it was, I was tripping because you just slammed the microphone. I did just punch the microphone inadvertently. And you you laughed at me when I did the same thing yeah, like, well, three episodes ago. Karma. All right, so- I th- you and I both kind of pr- <laughs> you just do it for fun. I'm now? now I'm just going to do it to upset your train of thought. <laughs> All right, I'll wait till you're done. Get it I'm out of your system. I'm done. No, it's... slam it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you and I kind of take some pride. <sighs> what was that? The perfect first. It's fart noises. Now it's just you hitting the microphone. <laughs> Which is, it's, it's um, it's like a dog getting fed. We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> now that you're done knocking the microphone around, so I'm. I want to go track down Stanley, and I want to go get an interview with uh, Chassis by Eha or whatever it was. It just to me it was. Um, I was almost. Not offended. What's the word I'm looking for? Where you were disappointed yourself for not knowing who this guy was. That's exactly right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I was disappointed that You're I like, didn't who, know who did this you, guy was. Yeah. And especially the, the, truck, the, the did, chassis guy. Does he have a Instagram or anything? Were you able to ascertain? Yeah, that? I do have it. I took a picture of and it. You and missed I don't, that too. Are you following him now? Uh, no, I'm not following him. You should do that. I have his number on my phone. All right. So I can text him. All right. Well, when you guys hang out, let me know, and. Um, well, I'm going to learn more about the chassis guy. That's really what I cared about. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Since you're shopping for chassis right now. No, I'm not. Oh, really? Mm-mm. You got a full chassis. I might have. Really? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in another episode. <laughs> huh. Why you? Uh, why me? Why you? Because it's crazy. Uh, All right, well, that's what we just to end the show. <laughs> Unless you want to do, uh, we got a couple five star uh, reviews. The world is a topsy turvy place. It's something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, check this out. Wait, I want to present you with this uh, this miniature. See that? Look at that. You know what that is? Don't break it. Uh, oh, it's intercooler. That's a three D printed mini intercooler. Huh. Yep. Huh. It's just like the one that's going in your uh, <clears throat> Ford F one hundred. The one that you stopped working on, but then were pressured to work on again yep. because you got a complete chassis from somebody. Yes, that's correct. And then you did not want all the hate coming your way because uh-huh. you were doing stuff and not yep. taking care of commitments. Yeah, that's an accurate assessment, yes. Okay, well, thanks for this 3D printed <laughs> intercooler. That's actually kind of rad, and uh-huh. I will uh, um, cherish it forever. Hey, uh, on, a, on another topic, uh, we've got some uh, five-star reviews. Might be a good time for your new jingle. Five-star. Five-star. Five-stars. 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 Right back at you, buddy. buddy. Oh! Ah, damn it, I messed it up. Oh, I said close. buddy again. You were close. Damn it. You were close. Try it again. Five-star. Five-stars. 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 Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Oh, no, you I missed did, it. Yeah. I missed it. You're just biting your tongue. I just, no, you're I, I, no, I just, I I can't get the timing of this right. You weren't feeling mojo. can't do it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a uh, review here from Mayday5K who says, five stars. Five star review. Five stars. They drive trucks, love guns, and have beards. 
Well, I mean, one of us does, and the other one is one of those three. Uh, what more do you need to podcast? Keep it up, fellas. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And, of course, five stars. All right, we got one here uh, from uh, Maddie the Dog. Maddie the Dog? Maddie the Dog. Okay. Uh, it says, a uh, long-time belly button, first-time reviewer. What? And it says, uh, great info and amazing guests. Five-star, guys. Except for the fact that it's uh, really dark down here. Down in the belly button area? I guess. I'll mm. go with it. Hey! Five, five stars! Oh, and then we have another one from Holman's Belly Button. <laughs> what? This one also says, long-time belly button, first-time reviewer. Uh, great show, guys. I just wished I would get washed every now and then, but other than that... <laughs> Five, five stars. stars. I don't. Is this a so, prank? Or what's guess. going on here? Uh, hey, prank us all you want, as long as you're leaving five star reviews. I guess go right so. ahead yeah. and uh, have one more from uh, JJ Ohio. Mm-hmm. New listener says uh, I started listening about two weeks ago and I loved it, so I went back and started at episode number one. I love the interviews and I've learned something on every episode. And five, five stars. stars. That's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. Well, that was up- unintentional. Sorry. <laughs> we are up to uh, <laughs> you know, us teaching something. Yes. Uh, we're up to 827 reviews on Apple, so please uh, leave us a rating. I figure by the time- I can taste a thousand. I know. By the time a thousand comes around, uh, COVID should be over and we can actually have a party. Mm-hmm. That's the plan, anyway. No, we're going to do a meetup in the desert. We've already talked about this. You were kind of resistant, but we're doing it. No, we're doing it, just not on the time frame that you think we're doing it. I'm okay with pushing it out a few more months, but we are we we'll are going to do it. We'll do it. I want to do it while it's still cool out. Here's the deal. We're going to go give some coordinates and show up, and we'll have some ice-cold Dr. Peppers waiting. And beers. Yes. Okay. Adult beverages. All right. That's a plan. All right. Well, you know, on that note, I think this has been another excellent episode of... The Truck, Truck Show, Show Podcast. Podcast. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. 657-205-6105. That's the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. And we will play your call next episode. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. Unless we don't play your call on the next episode. Well, if you leave us bowel movements uh, <laughs> for 25 uh, voicemails, we uh, might ignore you. Uh, or we might laugh and play them all. Uh, we might. Just depends on our mood. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we do read every single message. We try to get them on the air. But uh, I can assure you, Holman and I see every single email and read them to ourselves. That's accurate. Yeah. Um, hey, if you want to follow us on <laughs> social, not social. Uh-huh. See, this is the stuff that you guys don't realize. It's late at night. We're recording the episode. And Lightning decides to end with a bed, which is the music under us. And the problem with ending with a bed is when you screw up, you can't fix it. Unless you lay the bed later, but we're doing the bed live as we do this. So basically, as the music plays, all of our screw-ups, we have to start over the ending every single time. And there are nights that we have been here 20 times in a row <laughs> trying not to screw up over the bed. Now, of course, the stuff that I need to say, uh-huh. I screw up every time. The stuff that I'm just free, you know, flowing right now, no uh-huh. issue. I think it's all the scripted stuff we botch. Yeah, totally. What? What is it because, about us that sucks? Because you and I are not professionals. No, we're not good. Well, that's for damn sure. If you want to uh, see what kind of not good we are, uh, mm-hmm. he's at LBC Lighting. I'm at Sean P. Holman, and you can find us at Truck Show Podcast on your favorite uh, social platforms. Guys, I seen the suckage meter. Mm-hmm. You've pinned the needle on this episode again. That's like no. every single episode. No, no, no. We didn't pin it. I, I, no. I, 
I maybe bumped it up a little bit at the end there sure. when I flubbed, but no, we didn't. We're good. Hmm. We're good. Hey, listen, because if we weren't good, would our friends at Nissan be with us for almost three years now? Only if they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to count on uh, that they are, so we better plug their uh, their awesome truck. So uh, if you're in the market for a new pickup truck, head on down to your Nissan dealer. Do you know my brother who owns, who now is a the proud owner uh-huh. of a Nissan Frontier yeah. Pro 4X, uh-huh. doesn't listen to us? I mean, that's not surprising. <laughs> I, I, has he ever listened to you? Uh, he probably just thinks that's your day job and it's weird and he's like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, you're probably right. He probably listened to you enough growing up. How many years apart are you guys? Uh, five. That's f- Yeah, it, it wasn't a good, like, it was- My sister was, and I are five. So it was I, unfortunate I, I, because I was always moving out of the school as he was coming yeah, yeah, yeah. in and so we didn't really have a, yeah. a shared that's friend group my, or anything. Yeah, my sister and I are like that. Whereas my, my, my kids are three years apart, so they're- they have the same friend groups? Except for if you look at my family, my kids are 10 years apart. So. Oh, yeah. We are all screwed up. So listen, Holman, if if you were my brother, you wouldn't listen either. Uh, I'm not your brother, and I've been listening to you for 20-something years. Maybe you don't have a choice. Uh, now I don't have a choice. <laughs> I had a choice early on. Yeah, that was a, that was a mistake. All right. Do well, you re- Do you regret teaming up with me? No, not at all. Not at all. I can see you lying right through your teeth. No, that's not true. What I regret is that you haven't gone out and purchased a Nissan Frontier Titan for yourself. I regret that, too. I regret a lot You know, you can head on down to your Nissan dealer, NissanUSA.com. Pick your favorite color out, drive one home. I bet I could get you a deal. First, I've got to go get a job with Stanley. (laughs) Doing whatever he does. (laughs) Well, when you figure out what that is, you let me know. Uh, Until then, why don't you take all the uh, knowledge that you have acquired from uh, hanging out with Stanley and throw it in a deck box. I mean, it wouldn't even fill up like a third of a drawer. I don't even like that. I don't even know. All right. Well, when you uh, when you figure out what he does, you let me know. You know he doesn't have anything in the bed of the truck, right? Well, he so... said he had a hitch, right? Yeah. Do you think he could use that new decked product that we can't talk about yet? Oh, yes. So when I'm interviewing him off air, yeah. I'll say, hey, look, I got a little something, something you want a little profile. <laughs> Although the thing that flips out of the side- mm-hmm. He might not be able to use he because the truck's it. so low. Yeah, it doesn't need it. Well, that's an option, remember? You yeah. don't have to buy it with the thing that does, right, the, that thing does that, the thing that folds out. Well, right. What's not an option is that you can nest other decked things inside of this bigger deck thing. Right. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm curious to find out what he does because maybe this thing will work well for his business and so will the other things that go in the thing. Right. So if you're interested in the thing or the things that came before the mm-hmm. thing because- you know, we can't talk about the thing. Head over to uh, decked.com or <laughs> at Decked USA. And um, soon, we promise you, it'll be worth it. We did something with Decked. That's awesome. Go buy yourself a deck system. Tell them we sent you. Or tell them you want the super secret deck product. And if you tell them password truck show podcast, they'll sell it to you now, early. That's what I heard. Are you just saying that? Yes. <laughs> You're going to get us in trouble again. Wait, is that it? That's how you're going to end the show? That's a horrible ending. You should have ended with something funny. I can't believe I'm still listening to this show. I don't even own a truck.